How's it going, guys? It's the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, episode number two. I got a lot of good uh, responses about episode number one. People are pretty happy about some of the more uh, background details that people don't generally generally share in the bodybuilding community. Uh, I'm not trying to out anybody or out anything negative about bodybuilding. I just want people to know more about the behind-the-scenes stuff and things that people don't generally talk about. A lot of people, many of us discuss the nuts and bolts of bodybuilding, which I, when I say that, I mean uh, how many carbs we eat and fats we eat and proteins we eat. And I think those things are important. We'll probably cover a lot of that stuff in some of the future episodes. But I wanted to mainly focus on more of the lifestyle aspects and things that people generally have problems with but don't ever discuss. So this week I wanted to talk about relationships and bodybuilding. Last week was about money. If you haven't checked it out, you can check it out now. I'm on iTunes and on SoundCloud. If you go to the hostile.com website, you can see a link there for both iTunes and SoundCloud. But this week I wanted to discuss relationships because a lot of people are having issues with their relationships and bodybuilding and... I'm talking about all relationships across the board. We're not talking about just, um, you know, your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. So I want to start off on the easier end of things. So we'll start with family. A lot of you are starting out in the bodybuilding world and your families may not appreciate what you're doing or think it's a good idea or they're worried about you and they want you to reconsider. They're trying to talk you out of it. They don't understand why do you have to eat like this? Why do you have to train like this? Why are you starving yourself? Why do you seem more moody? Why are you eating all this protein? Why is, is this unhealthy? I heard on Dr. Phil, you shouldn't eat this much protein. Or I heard on Dr. Oz, uh, this type of thing is really unhealthy and creatine is bad for you. And they're coming at you from all these different angles. A lot of them being myths and some of them not. Some of them are rational. There is a concern in bodybuilding. It's not necessarily the healthiest sport in the world. Uh, there are definitely extremes to bodybuilding. And uh, so they do have, I, I mean, their heart's in the right place. But if somebody has a passion for something and they want to go after it, then, you know, usually nothing could stop them. So I think in the terms when we're discussing family, you have to tread lightly, but you also have to stand your ground. Uh, when I started bodybuilding, my brother, who was more of a father figure to me at the time, because he's about 12 years older, really tried to talk me out of it. He said, why don't you stay on the athletic side of things, because I was a little smaller then. I said, why don't you do more photo shoots? Why don't you stay in the modeling aspect of it? Why do you have to go to the open bodybuilding that's too extreme, it's too much, you're not going to make any money, you're not going to make a good living, um, maybe don't do that. Those are valid concerns and not everybody makes money and not everybody does well. But uh, I had it stuck in my head that that's what I wanted to do and I didn't want to do the modeling thing, I wanted to be a bodybuilder. So that's what I did. And our relationship may have been strained at first. Uh, but as time passed and as he realized it was something I was really passionate about, I was really putting my best foot forward, 
I think when your family sees that it's something you really care about and you're doing your best to get blood work done, you're doing your best to be healthy about it, you're doing your best to be educated, you're doing your best to make it actually into a career and you're not just a meathead that wants to take needles and go to the bar every weekend and bank chicks and beat up dudes and whatever, whatever stereotypes come with bodybuilding. If they see that you're really trying to make it a profession, if you're really trying to make it a thing where you have created a business, you've created a website, you're trying to create t-shirts and YouTube videos and you're doing these things and you really take it seriously every day and you're disciplined, you're not just doing it Monday through Friday and then drinking on the weekends. When they see the discipline, this is what happened to me and my family. When they saw the discipline that came with bodybuilding, they had no choice but to respect what I was doing. Their original misconceptions about bodybuilding were the stereotypes that you hear. Uh, people just want to take steroids because it makes them feel like a big man, they want to go to bars and they want to intimidate people and they want this. None of that is real bodybuilding. Real bodybuilding is discipline. Many bodybuilders are homebodies, they're not even going to the bar. And it's more about creating a life and a structure to your life and making something of yourself and bettering yourself physically and mentally. So I think when your family starts to see that, it may be hard in the first year, but if it's something you're really passionate about, it's something you're really doing properly, I think your family will come around and appreciate more what you're doing. So I think that kind of covers the family side of things. Now when you discuss relationships, you also have to discuss your friends because some of the most important relationships in our lives are with our friends. Our friends are a lot of times outlast our girlfriends or boyfriends and a lot of times we're closer to our friends than we are our own family. So what's gonna happen when you start bodybuilding to your friends? Well, the truth is you, if you aren't already with a group of friends that are bodybuilding, you're probably going to lose a lot of those friends because, and excuse the lack of a better term, but if you're going to say normal people, normal guys don't want to eat every two hours, norm, or girls, sorry. Normal people don't want to revolve their lives around the gym. Normal people don't want to go home at midnight because they have to get up early in the morning and train legs. Uh, nothing that we do as bodybuilders is really conducive to what normal people do. Normal people, like, I remember being in university, we go sit at a coffee shop and shoot the shit for three, four, five hours on a coffee. Now, if I'm at a coffee shop, I'm there for an hour, and I'm like, I better get home, I got to make another meal. So, it's just a different lifestyle, and... It's going to suck because when you start bodybuilding, if your friends don't bodybuild, they're not going to understand and you're going to have to put up with some shit. And eventually you may lose those friends, you may grow apart, you may start hanging out with some people from the gym. I think that's inevitable and I think it, it doesn't mean you're a selfish person. It means you have to run with a crew that acts like you. If you love bodybuilding and you love this lifestyle, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a thing we do. It's not like, you know, going to shoot pool for a couple hours and then it's over. 
That's not how it works. It's bodybuilding. It's 24-7, whether you're not, whether you're training or eating or whatever you're doing, you're stretching, you're doing some cardio, like you may be online just trying to learn about bodybuilding more. It's almost like around the clock. And a lot of people don't understand that and they don't, you know, even if you're, even if you want to be a professional baseball player or a football player, the, there's, not a, there's not the same type of focus or emphasis on getting your meals in every couple hours and all the stuff. I played football. It's, it's not the same thing. I mean, maybe at the professional level, maybe for those guys they are, but even they have an off-season where they take a break. And as bodybuilders, we don't really take a break. If we're not getting shredded for a show, we're getting bigger for the next show. So it's around the clock, 365 days a year, and a lot of people don't understand that. You know, people want to go on vacations. Oh, I can't go on vacation. I got to train. I can't, I can't just take off for a week. Uh, I can't go on that road trip. I can't go to that party. I can't go to that. Well, the more times you say I can't go, the more times your friends are going to likely start to not call you anymore. So what happens? Well, you start hanging out with the guy from the gym. This guy becomes your training partner or girl. They start, you start training together. Training together is kind of a bonding thing. So once you start training together, you start bonding, you become better friends and, you know, and so on and so on. Maybe you have train with two people, three people, four people, five people. I mean, when I was coming up, uh, there was a crew of bouncers I used to, hang out with and there was probably five or six of us we would all work out now not at the same time we'd be at the gym at the same time we'd probably break off into twos or whatever but the point is I made my life conducive to becoming a good bodybuilder everything I picked in my life was to become a better bodybuilder so if there were friends I had that were holding me back from being a good bodybuilder because they were like, well, you, why are you eating again? Why, are you, why can't you come to the bar and drink? Why can't you blah, blah, blah? Those people are not the people I wanted to hang out with anymore. And it, whether you call it selfish or whatever you call it, the people that you run with are going to dictate what your life is really like. And it's not because you're influenced by them. It's because... You want to make your life happy, so you don't want to have to explain yourself every time you do something. You want to run with like-minded people. So that explains the friendship aspect of things. And some people may say it's selfish. Well, how can you just let go of a friend or this and that? You don't let go of a friend. I don't just, hey, I'm going to start bodybuilding now. Me and you aren't going to hang out anymore. That's not how it works. You just you start bodybuilding, and like I said, you start canceling on plans and stuff and you start hanging out with different people because you're training and your buddy from the past may not be and eventually you just grow apart and you know nature takes its course you start hanging out with people that are doing what you do and that's just the way it is it's it's not necessarily a an asshole thing where you purposely say to somebody you know f you buddy you're not you don't want to get huge, so I don't want to hang out with you. No, that's not how it works. It's not about picking and choosing based on who wants to be huge. It's just picking and choosing based on who wants to live the same lifestyle you do. You know, if you play cards, you're probably going to hang out with people that play cards. If you play poker, you're probably going to want to hang out with people that play poker. People that go out on the weekends and sit there for 
six, seven hours at a card table playing cards and having a drink, that's probably going to be the people you hang out with. You're not going to hang out with those people if you got to get up in the morning and train legs in the morning. So it's not a conscious decision to be a dick. It's just, it makes sense. This guy understands me. He's doing what I do. I'm doing. So me and him are going to chill. And he's going to be my training partner. We're going to work out. I'm not going to have to explain myself when I have to eat. He gets it. So that's the friendship side of things. Now, the toughest one is how to find a girlfriend or boyfriend because there's two schools of thought. The first school of thought is I want to work out. I'm going to get a girl that works out also because those who train together stay together is the common theme. And that would make sense going back to the friendship conversation I just had. Because you're gonna, you don't want a girl that's out drinking on the weekends and shit because she's not going to get it. She's going to be like, you know, I, why can't you go out? Why can't we go on vacation? Why can't we go to the mall and shop for six hours without having to eat twice? She's just not going to understand. So, of course, you would think I better get with a girl that works out so that it just makes sense for both of us and we're both happy. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't because unlike the friendship thing, there are parts of a relationship and, I, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm just speaking from personal experience. I don't know shit. I'm not a relationship expert. I'm speaking from personal experience. There are egos involved and there are spotlight things involved. And so let's say you're with a girl who's working out. Let's say you're with a girl who competes. Who gets the shine? Oh, well, we share it. When I'm competing, she takes care of me. When she's competing, I take care of her. What about when you're both competing? Is that house not hell? Look, I'm not saying they can't work. I have friends who are together that, you know, look at Ian Valier and, and his wife. They are together. Uh, they're married. They look happier than any couple I know. So obviously it can work. But in my own experience, one person doesn't always want to take care of the other person if you're both competing. And bodybuilding is a selfish sport. And if you're a selfish person, person which I definitely am and was a lot worse when I was younger, you want to worry about yourself. I want to worry about my show. I don't want to worry about your show. I don't want to take care of you. I want to take care of me. I'm having enough trouble getting myself in the best shape of my life. This is my, this is my career. I'm going to make this my thing for the rest of my life. It's going, to, it's going to propel me to a better life. You're just doing this for fun. So I'm focused on me. Now, if that's the dynamic you have you're gonna have problems. Because whether you're the girl or the guy that has that mentality, you're gonna have problems because somebody wants the other person to take care of them. And if you're the guy who wants to be taken care of all the time, that girl is not gonna wanna take care of your ass all the time because she's competing too. And she has her own needs and her own reasons to shine and she's going to want somebody to take care of her. 
So you guys are going to have problems. Now, if you guys are selfless enough that you can take turns, she does one show, you do a different show, or you guys know how to do the same show and give yourselves a space, that's a really mature thing. And it, I don't find it works very often, but when it does, it looks wonderful. The second option is get a girl that doesn't bodybuild at all, but will let you or allow you or support you in your bodybuilding career. This also has its pros and cons. Because you're like, okay, this girl will support me. She's always there for me. She even helps me do some stuff. She makes some meals for me. Um, but she doesn't understand what I do at all. I can't talk to her about it. I can't talk to her about the sport. I can't talk to her about who did well at this show or that show. I feel like if I'm bodybuilding and it's my life, I have to be able to share it with somebody somehow. And if my spouse doesn't get it at all, then where do we go from there? Now, again, I don't think, I'm not saying that can't work. Look at, uh, I think of first person I think of is Evan Santapani and his wife. From what I know, his wife is not a fan or, or not very interested in bodybuilding, but they have a wonderful relationship and a beautiful family. So, but Evan is also the kind of person that doesn't want to eat, sleep, breathe bodybuilding. So maybe that works for him because he can go home and he's not living bodybuilding 24-7 so he can be with this normal person who doesn't really give a shit about the bodybuilding lifestyle. So that works for him. But that's rare because most guys that are going to take bodybuilding to that level to become an Evan Senapani do care about bodybuilding outside of the gym. They still want to talk about it a little bit or at least be able to talk about it, at least be able to have a conversation with their spouse and have them understand what they're talking about. So again, that's a rare one. Then you get into the third scenario, which I believe is my scenario, which is I have a wife that understands bodybuilding, did, uh, she competed in fitness, she has been in the industry for, you know, over a decade in some capacity, whether it be writing or marketing or research or whatever. So she knows all the people in the sport. She understands all the different levels of competition and everything and but she doesn't go to the gym. She doesn't, her passion is not training. Her passion is the working aspect of bodybuilding. So she, her focus is uh, all kind of behind the scenes, but she understands it enough that me and her can talk about it. Now, this is the thing, the wonderful part for me. I get to go to the gym and do my thing, and it's my thing, and I don't have to share it with anybody. And then I can come home, and I can talk to her about bodybuilding, or we don't have to talk about bodybuilding. If I talk to her about bodybuilding, she understands it. She understands everything about it. She understands the sport. She knows all the players. She understands all the supplement companies. She knows everybody and everything about it. So I can have a full-blown bodybuilding conversation on any level with my wife, and not worry that she doesn't know what I'm talking about. But when I go to the gym, it's my thing. 
I'm not sharing that shine with anybody. When I'm competing, I'm not sharing my time with anybody. She doesn't sit there and make all my food. She doesn't do all my shit for me. But she's supportive and she understands what I'm doing and she doesn't interrupt my process. And that's all I can really ask. Now, let's get into some of the pitfalls. When me and her met, we had a lot of problems. Why? She was a normal person. She was in the bodybuilding industry, but she hadn't competed yet. And she was relatively what I call normal. And I was a crazy bodybuilder. I had turned pro a year ago, and it was the only thing on my mind was becoming the best in the world. So it got tense. She didn't understand it fully. She didn't understand why I couldn't just pack a bunch of meals in Tupperware and carry them around with me instead of like having to be home to cook all the time. I'm really bad at packing meals. I, I hate it. I'd rather be home to eat. Um, she had a lot of different, different uh, problems with it. And not that they weren't valid, they just weren't working for me. When I started dieting for a show, she didn't really understand my mood swings. Why is this guy so moody? Why is he so up and down? Why is he such an asshole? Why is he so selfish? Why is he bitching at me all the time? That was like part of her problem. But I didn't know any better. I was just focused on what I was doing and I was a selfish guy and I'd always done it that way and that was my way. We ended up breaking up. Now, the problem was she didn't understand my behavior and took a lot of it personally. It caused a lot of problems in our relationship. When we broke up, she did a few shows. After doing a few shows, she understood the process of competing and understood what it took and understood the demand mentally and physically that it has on you. We got back together a year later and we've been good ever since. Now we're married, we're you know, 10, 12 years down the road and I can't remember, Don't, I hope she's not listening. So the, the point was when she understood what the what competition was like, the next time it came time for me to compete when I was being a selfish asshole or I was being moody or whatever, she understood it wasn't a personal attack. She understood it was just part of the process and it's just something that happens when people get hungry or their hormones are out of whack or they're losing sleep because they're hungry or whatever the case may be. It took her some time to understand took her competing herself to understand that these are things that happen and they're not personal attacks. So it became easier. So this is the thing. This is the tough part that you have to find. These, this is the tough part about finding someone to be with. And this is what I feel like I found. You have to find somebody that's strong enough that you respect them so they're not just your fucking maid because if you're a bodybuilder and you expect a woman to just cook all your food and clean your laundry and wipe your ass for you, then I don't know. That's not my thing. I want somebody that has their own shit. So you have to find somebody that has respect for themselves and they're a strong woman. But that strong woman also has to know when to give in a little because as bodybuilders, we get so selfish. We just need our space and our time. So I feel like I found somebody who I respect as a strong woman and an independent woman, but also someone who 
understands that I'm crazy when I'm dieting and I just need my space. It took us a long time. One of the main problems, I think, in bodybuilding relationships is just, and this could be in any relationship, but I think people just need to walk away because that's what happened to me and my wife when we started getting really, really better at being in a relationship. Instead of her fighting me for being an asshole when I was dieting, she would just walk away. She'd just leave me alone. And I would say, hey, where are you going? We're still fighting. She's like, no, we're not. I'm going to go upstairs now. I will talk to you later. And, you know, as bodybuilders, we get moody, we're hungry. After we eat a meal, we're not moody and hungry anymore. We're not moody and bitchy anymore. And she understood that. She's like, I know if I give this guy half an hour, he's going to be normal when I come back. And it was honestly a wonderful thing that she figured out and... I stopped trying to finish the fights. I would just let her go. And now we get a, and we're get now we at a point when I'm an asshole. She'll just go, you're being an asshole. And she'll walk away, and then we'll be fine half an hour later. It took time to get to that point. There was a lot of really shitty fights in between the start and to where we are now. And there are a couple things I want to say, and these are really personal things that maybe some of you are going to identify with, and maybe some of you are listening are going to think, holy shit, this guy's nuts. Throwing a plate at the wall is not normal. Punching a hole in the wall is not normal. Calling your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or husband names is not healthy. And... You could blame it on hormones. You could say, you know, this person is taking you know, extra testosterone, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You could blame it on being hungry. You could blame it on competing and the pressures of competing. You can blame it on whatever the fuck you want to blame it on. But it is not normal to treat your wife like shit, either by verbally abusing her, by physically intimidating her. Uh, One thing I'm proud of myself for is I've never, ever touched her obviously, because that's definitely something that's way crossing the line. But most people think even throwing a plate at the wall is crossing the line. And looking back at it now, I do too. But this is part of growing up, and these are things I had to learn along the way. And I'm hoping maybe this podcast will help some of you guys coming up now. It's not normal to act like that. And it's not an excuse that while I'm dieting and I'm hungry or... Or I'm on steroids and, you know, it's not my fault. I just took it out on you and I should have taken it out. It doesn't, you can't do that. You can't do that. And you know what? Some women are very supportive of your goals. They're in a tough spot because they're like, look. From their side, they're looking at it like this. I want to support this guy. And I know if he's on some gear or if he's hungry, or whatever, if he's on low carbs and he's bitchy, or he hasn't slept because he's hungry and he's low body fat, I know he's going to be an asshole. But I know that's not really who he is, so I'm going to put up with a little bit of it because I want to be a supportive wife or girlfriend, whatever. It's your responsibility as a man to not take advantage of that woman for acting that way because she's trying to help you get through something 
and you recognize that she's going to put up with a certain amount of bullshit from you because she cares and she's trying to support you. And then what you do is you take it overboard and you start verbally abusing the person or just constantly being an asshole to the person because you know they're going to put up with it because they're trying to be supportive. One of two things is going to happen. The girl's going to leave eventually or you're going to crush her spirits and your relationship is going to end up in a very unhealthy place. It's your responsibility as a guy to, sure, you're going to blow up, sure, you're going to be moody, sure, you're going to be an asshole. It's your responsibility to limit those things or recognize that you're doing those things and always come back quickly with an apology and always make sure they don't get out of hand. It's not normal, guys, if you're listening. It's not normal to just take advantage of the person you're with and treat them like shit and yell at them and all this stuff. That's Women in normal relationships don't put up with that shit. If they're strong women, they don't put up with that shit. I mean, some do. I guess it doesn't matter if you're bodybuilding or not. But the point I'm trying to make is the woman that's with you is supporting you to help you become the best bodybuilder you can be. And in her support, and part of her support is putting up with your nasty ass behavior. The least you could do is not let that behavior get out of hand. So to me, that's the hardest part of the bodybuilding relationship. It's not finding the right person. You can find someone. Women are women and men are very malleable in my opinion. You, you can you can be the person that you want to be if you want to be with somebody. You can change your ways in, in some ways, not, you know, not at your core, but I don't think people change at their core, but I think people change in certain ways to fit the people they want to be with. And I think people, men or women, are very malleable in that sense. So, you know, if women are going to, if you find a woman at the gym or you find a woman who likes guys who work out or whatever, the hardest part to me is not finding that person. The hardest part that I see is navigating the bodybuilding lifestyle with that person, making sure they don't have to live at home 24-7 with you while you eat and train, and making sure you're not taking advantage of their kindness or supportive behavior or supportive nature by using your competitive by using your competition as an excuse to shit on them all the time. You know? So, anyway, it's a long, uh, drawn-out discussion. I, I wanted to get in those three things, uh, and I want to get in some of my past issues. Um, I was with someone who competed. It didn't work for me. Uh, there was... It was just too much. It was just too much. It was, it was too much bodybuilding 24-7. Just like I, I didn't want to be with somebody who was doing what I was doing. I wanted to do what I do, and I wanted to be my life. And I, I didn't really want to share that experience 24-7, every day, all the time. But I do love bodybuilding, and I wanted to be with somebody who I could talk to about it when I wanted to. So I had that option. So I didn't want to be with somebody who didn't understand it at all. Because, you know, sometimes I want to talk about the show that just went by. 
hey, did you see that show? Did you see that guy? He looked great. I want to know that the person I'm talking to can look at the photo and go, yeah, that guy does look great. Look at this. Look at that. Look at his hamstrings. Look at his whatever, right? So that was important to me. But I didn't want to be with someone who was going to run to me and be like, hey, did you see the show? I, I saw all the placings. And this. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I wanted bodybuilding to be my thing. And uh, I found what I wanted. And everybody's different. People, some people want to be immersed with someone who is as passionate as they are about the sport and competing and training and everything. And some people don't want to be with somebody at all who does that. And then there's somebody in the middle like me who wants a little bit of both. So, like I said, you're going to find the people that you want to be with. You're going to find the, the thing that fits uh, your lifestyle. But that's the most important part is finding, whether it be your family, your friends, your family you can't choose, but your family, your friends, your, your relationship with your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend, the most important part is just finding, it's just like a job, okay? When it comes to bodybuilding, you got to find what fits into making your bodybuilding experience better. And I know that sounds really selfish. But that's how I always geared everything. Is this, is this family member helping or hurting what I want to do? And if they were hurting what I want to do, I might see that family member a little less than the other ones. You know, if I have a brother who hates what I do, but I have a sister who loves what I do, I might see my sister a little more than my brother. If I have friends who think what I'm doing is fucking stupid and I have friends that think what I'm doing is awesome, guess what? The people who think it's fucking stupid, those people probably aren't going to be in my life anymore. Same thing with a wife or girlfriend. If I find somebody who hinders my progress, who's holding me back, who's not allowing me to be the best person I can be, that person's not going to be around. And I suggest that for anybody. If you're with someone who is holding you back, if you're with somebody who's making you a worse person than you could be, what's the point? So, anyway, like I said, guys, I'm not a relationship expert. This is strictly my experience in bodybuilding and what I kind of went through and, and how I navigated those three different types of relationships. And at many times, all of them are not perfect. I have gotten in arguments with friends. I have gotten in arguments with family members. I have been through many relationships before I found my wife. It takes a lot of growing up. It takes a lot of self. Uh, you have to look at yourself a lot, okay? You have to, I think in bodybuilding, we always look at our physiques a lot. We look at our bodies a lot. We look at, oh, I need more bicep. I need more quad. I need more this. There's not a lot of self-reflection mentally in bodybuilding, okay? There needs to be more self-reflection mentally. You guys need to stop. And when you're examining your physiques, you need to also examine your mental stability. Where am I mentally? Am I an asshole? Am I selfish? Am I, am I an egomaniac? Am I a control freak? Am I happy for people when they're doing well? Am I sad for people when they're doing well? Um, do I want to see people get ahead? Do I want to see people be happy? Do I want to help people? 
do I, do I, does it bother me when people ask me for help? Like, you need to ask yourself these questions. Like, you need to figure out what kind of person you are, and you need to know if you're not on the positive side of those questions, then it's okay to do some work mentally to go with the work that you're doing physically. We're not just growing bodies, we're growing character. Okay, we're not just growing muscle, we're growing character. So with that guys, thanks for listening to episode two, I know it was a long one, but um, just some things I had to discuss. Hopefully you guys liked it and we'll be back for episode three and we'll figure out what the topic is for that one. Hopefully we'll get into something also a little bit deeper in the bodybuilding world. Guys, share this, subscribe to my iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, share this with your friends and uh, check it out. If you're, not, if you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, you can also check it out on YouTube. If you're already on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe and like the channel. And uh, hopefully we'll be back for more. Thanks for listening, guys.